Hello, Chris Black. Jeez, wow, he's redlining already. Damn, it's fucking, we just started. Was I redlining, like, literally in terms of the audio volume or more of, like, my personality? I would say both, actually, which is, 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 I think they, you know, go hand in hand most of the time when it comes to your, your mm, behavior. Mm, 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 mm. Yes, that does make sense. Um, I just, I just finished working out in the park. I know you're, you're on that CB park kettlebell. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I didn't do it earlier. Um, I do. Well, oh, please. Because you're a lazy ass bitch. That's I'm, why. I'm a, I am a lazy <laughs> ass bitch. Mm. Mm. But that's fine. What are you doing? Man, you know, uh, I rose early this morning um, and drove down to Melrose and parked the, the Mozzie and went for a little jog. Um, so you've been you've been jogging through like the places where people go shopping and and, and experience WeHo life. Is that kind of what's going on? Exactly. If I can't get it the right way, I'm going to get it the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, um, yeah. So I just park the car, I get out and I just run, you know, one way and then turn around, um, and, right. and do, and, and then, you know, um, much to the dismay of my, my readers on Twitter, I give them a little update on, on what businesses are doing and how they're looking and, and maybe even how the businesses themselves are feeling. Right, right, right. <laughs> How they're feeling. So that's like if I were to fly to New York and then, uh, you know, rode my fixed gear bicycle around Soho and then tweeted, Varvados still closed. Uh, <laughs> exactly. N- Nespresso yes. line around the corner? Question mark. <laughs> yeah, it's the same energy. Um, I would like to think that I there's some nuanced, you know, nods and winks for the real heads in mine. Um, Right. Something we know, nuance is not your strong suit. So I understand the differences in our personalities. So, so you're so you're able to convey all of these Los Angeles landmarks and hot spots and you know places of the Angelino uh, ecosystem. You're able to convey those to to your fellow Angelinos very well, correctly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. As a as a as as a I would say honorary Angelino. Um, I, I feel like I am able to, you know, if Craig's is receiving, you know, a produce delivery, I want to be the, on the front lines <laughs> reporting that. <laughs> Damn. Well, you know, if 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 the strategist doesn't work out, then Eater might need a little beat reporter. I think. Well, like I said, the Gracias Madre patio is open, um, mm. full service Monday through Friday. Um, you know, I noticed last night Real Food Daily, a Chris favorite classic on La Cienega Boulevard, also open for for outdoor dining. Yeah, these are all the washed locations of Los Angeles. You know that, right? <laughs> yes, bitch, very I do washed. Know. Very washed. You need to. Sorry, let me bring Jason, you in I... to the 2021, bro. Oh yeah, let's go to another fucking cool burger place. Congratulations! Like, what what else do you guys have to offer? <laughs> um, well, you're, you're, the you're, new you're, sweet, a new sweet green location. I'm sorry, how you're, could you're I, not how really I part of the conversation because you, you know, you. <laughs> You don't you don't seek out flavor like other people might, you know. I can. That's why I'm friends with you, dumbass. Yeah. Well, then don't bite the hen that literally feeds you. I'm I'm keeping I'm keeping your ears to the street and your stomach stomach full. And we're not just a burger town, but that does remind me 
when I was watching an early, the, the very first Anthony Bourdain show, it was called A Cook's Tour, and he did an L.A. Yes. episode in the 90s. I probably sent it to you at some point. But uh, they like every city nowadays on a food travel show, they have like the theme of whatever it is. And back then, they decided in the 90s that L.A. was a hot dog and burger town. <laughs> Again, is it not, though? Proof, I don't see any proof to the contrary. It is, it is not. Well, like, hot dogs are like a Midwest thing, you know, like That's Chicago, true. Chicago, Wisconsin, is a dog all these, you know, Cleveland. These are places that eat hot dogs all the time. Sausagey, blah, 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 like. The only reason why they said LA is a hot dog town because we have a Pink's and we have a, a you know, Pink's is like a, a tourist destination. Like, I don't know anyone in LA that eats hot dogs at all. Like, uh, hot- I would, I, I would agree. That's not, I mean, a glizzy is not a, <laughs> a, 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 no, a known Angelino fare. No, I mean, there, there's the, the bacon wrapped hot dogs that you'll find, you know, at the, after the club. CB has been cool. tempted by many of those over the years. I've never sure. been tempted by a dog uh, of of the hot variety or the 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 four legged variety. <laughs> you don't. You never liked a hot dog. Hot dog. A hot dog done well is is phenomenal. Maybe when I was a kid. Maybe when I was like a fat kid and didn't know any better. I, I find it. I don't know. I, I and not. It's not because it 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 is shaped like a penis. That doesn't bother me at all. Um, really was not thinking that at all. But yeah, continue. Um, well, just the glizzy thing has got it in my mind, but I, I you got glizzy I on just, the mind. Um, I got glizzy. I got, I got brain on the brain. You know what I'm saying? I don't, um, I, it just doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't appeal to me really. Maybe, maybe, I mean, I used to enjoy one at a Braves baseball game. You know what I mean? Because, but, because you support their mascot or how, why is that? Bitch? No, not because, because as a child and that's what my dad bought me. Got okay. It, got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. But. Uh, but yeah, I, do you? I, I've eaten with you countless times in our in our long, long friendship. <laughs> You've never made hot dogs once, bitch. I've never seen you on the grill with a hot dog ever in my life. That is true. But if you hit my Instagram story highlights, you might find one or two in there. <laughs> Don't worry, I won't be doing that. So, uh, well, no, what I, I'm saying is, there all all the all the bounty that there is to offer you of Los Angeles, you're not going to want. You don't like Korean food. You don't like most Chinese food. You don't That's like hot true. dogs. You don't like ham. I like. I like. I love Asian cuisine. I know you like Asian cuisine, but like, I know you don't really like Korean food that much. It's not my favorite now. And that's a big part of of. I mean, that's true. you know, you're a vegetarian, and you're you eat like a, you know, a child, I guess. Excuse me. There's gonna be uh, there's gonna be some hurdles to overcome. Yeah, I eat like a rich child whose parents have incredible taste <laughs> and care about their health. You may be. Uh, that is true. That is true. Finish your Fiji before, or you don't get dessert. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you don't you don't get this date based health ball for dessert unless you finish <laughs> your Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I. Sorry. So I did a well. I, so I did a wellness check on on you know that section of of mm-hmm. of, uh, of WeHo, and you know things are bleak. I saw one pregnancy test and three empty na- uh, nitrous canisters. Dude, um, I've been seeing a lot of nitrous on the streets of LA. I, I know, I know, dude. Me too. I think people are really fucking knocking back the cans, and I'm not talking about Bud Heavy. <laughs> when I was riding, uh, when I was riding my bike in the LA River. 
There were there. That's just been one big nitrous K. I mean that you know. It was just yeah. They were just tanks discarded. No, I mean, but they're all over the place. Um, It's in Los Angeles when you when you live here, you usually kind of go into nature or you go hiking or you go into the woods or whatever to to do your outdoor running activities. But I like that you you're so thirsting for you know the metropolitan bustling marketplace of WeHo that those are the streets that you hit. I like that. I just don't love like a dusty trail. You know, that that doesn't appeal to me really. I, I and I also I like for time and, and for my purposes of why I'm running, I'm I'm not trying to be like a hill climber guy. Mm-hmm. Um and LA is is unfortunately, you know, it's very hill heavy. Um but I'm able to find the flats as they say um while out jogging. Um, yeah, you, your I mean, your shoes and your socks need to stay undustified. Yeah, if the if the if the black thorlows get dusty, you know what I'm saying. The feet gonna hurt. We got a problem. Um, you got a problem. But yeah, I mean, otherwise, I had a few calls. The day is pretty good. I'm heading to Malibu after we get off the phone. What's uh, what's going on in Malibu, my friend? Just visiting our mutual friend Jeff. Oh, okay, that's nice. You're gonna take a little dip in the Pacific Ocean. I would like to. I want to get eaten by a seaweed monster and get looked at like, you know. Do I have to wear a mask in the ocean? Should I ask? Like, <laughs> no. Are no, you I, sure? I LA's pretty strict, bro. I, I don't think you have to wear a mask in the ocean. And also, who is going to enforce that? Just like a surfer, I don't know, bro? dude. You never know, bro. They'll, be like, they'll start yelling kook at me and then come over. And I, I think it's because I'm body surfing. Well, but that's, that's inevitable, I'm, but I think you'll be fine for the mask. Okay. All right. Well, I just, you know, I don't, I don't like making mistakes. You know, I like to feel like a local wherever I go, as you know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, let, I, I am. I can almost say with 100% certainty, you're, you don't have to wear a mask in, in the ocean, mostly because it will become soggy. Um, that, but, that's but speaking true. of point. that, my... Uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Soggy mask. My, yeah, speaking of. My neighbor, he just, he recently purchased a an RV like uh and which is like a it's a trending thing i know multiple multiple yeah. people who are who are getting rvs or renting them to to tackle this uh fine fine country on the roads now that it's the only way you can travel but anyway he's gone like the family's gone and you know to yellowstone or some shit and then i texted him last night is it you know let can i use your pool and he's like yeah bro go ahead so what so you got a pool now so I got a pool now. You know, I can't really have any guests, but yeah, yes, I just yes, you can. I'm I just... not a guest. I'm a coworker. <laughs> um, don't tell uh, anyone. Well, they got di- they got di- they got a diving board. No, I think it's more of a. I think it's a smaller pool. I don't think I don't think we're doing laps. Don't no. Don't do this, board. Jason. Don't do this. Don't flex on having a pool and then try to downplay it so I don't come over. Don't do that. No, 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 no. no. I'm not doing that. But I, I'm saying. You know, I'm just setting up your expectations. I don't know if this is a fitness pool. It might be more of a, you know, having some bomb ass carne asada and then you know a couple of cold ones while you while you prance around in the water. Oh wow, that sounds excellent, doesn't you know? it? Oh my god, I love prancing. Um, <laughs> well, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for the. I, I guess I can hit KK direct. I'm still waiting for my invite for a. a a beautiful socially distanced outdoor meal at the at the the them jeans homestead. Well, the, I mean, the problem is our house. Oh yeah, we're still yeah yeah yeah. 
you you're more than welcome to come over and and view our home. Um, do you want me to pick up Papa John's on the way, or the guys are more they're more into Yoshinoya or KFC? Okay, well I can do that. I got you know I I can make multiple stops. I'm not. It's fine. If you got if you have any Sigs, some Marlboro 100s, that'll go that'll mm. go far. That's as good as good as as uh, as currency over here. I like that. I'm gonna give him a couple cartons of cigs to tell him to hurry the fuck up so I can get a <laughs> so I can get some bomb ass carne asada for my man. <laughs> uh, well, we have uh, we have a, a guest today, Big Willie. Big Big Willie. Uh, Willie Staley is the uh, story editor of the New York Times Magazine. Just continuing our trend of having guests that are very smart on a dumb podcast. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and guests from a, a, a media outlet that has filed legal paperwork against us. Exactly. Exactly. Good point. I didn't even think about the failing New York Times, how they filed paperwork against us. I put that in the back of my mind because we're so successful after that. Um, <laughs> but but w- w- Willie is uh, a really funny guy on Twitter. He, he, um, he's been talking about his show idea called Willie, um, that is that I, I believe has you know based on the Dave phenomenon, um, and he's also a, a he, he chronicles the life of parking on the street in New York and the the trials and tribulations of getting a parking spot, um, mm-hmm. which I know I know you know when I say it sounds boring, but when he says it, it's exciting. Yeah, he does. He does pose a lot of interesting questions and scenarios on Twitter. A lot of people love him, and he also. I'm a fan of of his content where he will say, you know, he'll say an antiquated phrase and then comment, you don't you don't hear this too much anymore. Same, it's so good. I I love it too. I also he's also a skateboarder and he's from the Yay area. So, um I'm sure, you know, you Cali bros will have some stuff to talk about. Mhm. All right, and let me he, give him and a he call. wrote that really um really really popular story on skateboarding a few months ago. In the times as well. Oh, right? uh, the profile. The, yeah. The, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tyshawn. The the um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was amazing. Also, seeing that in the New York Times was just like really peak skateboarding crossover. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, I'll bang his line. Let's take a peek at what he's up to. You know, trying to get to trying to get to Malibu this afternoon. If you could find these headphones, you know. Don't ask us any questions until you find the headphones, please. <laughs> Okay, I just got my headphones in. Oh, wired, man. I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm wired in. You can, you know, there you go. And my hair's all fucked up. How are you feeling, Willie? How's, how's quarantine going for you month 18? Month 18? Mm-hmm. Uh, are, am I, are you hearing me good? Is yeah, you're great. Yeah, okay, you're coming great. in loud and clear. Uh, uh, great. Uh, quarantine is fine, man. Uh, it's kind of, you know, we're in phase, I guess, three now. So, I mean, I'm not saying quarantine is over. But, um, are we in you know, phase three? Very... New York is in phase three. New York's oh. in phase three. You guys are getting, you're in LA, you're getting locked back down. You guys, uh, <laughs> you guys fucked up. That, that, um, that feels a little bit like a personal attack. Uh, I mean, are, uh, I'm under the impression that you were from the Yay area. Yeah, I'm, I grew up in San Francisco, a small city in uh, the, yeah, the central Bay Area. So you're part of the problem, my hyphy brother. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> 
No, I, can hear your te- I can't hear your tears over the E-40 blasting in the background. Uh, but. Willie, do you think that um, Southern California and Northern California should become two different states? Um, hmm. I mean, strategically, politically, I suppose there's some upsides to that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. depending on one's politics uh, on a national scale. Um, I guess, you know, I, 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 I like California being big, though. I'm a, I'm a greater California proponent. Mm-hmm. I think it should always aim to grow. Uh, and, you know, I spent time in, in both parts of the state. I, I went to college in San Diego, so I have a lot of respect. For, is San Diego part right? Bro! <laughs> for my fellow Californians who live south of San Luis Obispo. They're part of the state. Here. What? Why did you go to San Diego, bro? <laughs> Were you in the Marines? I, yeah, like what? <laughs> You're a Marines brat, aren't you? I, it was the best uh, UC school I got into. UC mm-hmm. San Diego, third best uh, you know, known for uh, its hard science programs, which I didn't partake in, and uh, known for their uh, frisbee golf team too, probably. No, that's Santa Cruz. See, the thing is, San Diego right. people think people hear the name and they think, "Man, that must have been so cool." You know, <laughs> you see San Diego. That must have nobody, been nobody fun. thinks that. But go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, well, oh, no, no, cool is the wrong word to use with you guys. Right, it's, right, but right. But people, right. people think it would be. Fun. They're like college. Your yeah. college sounds like a freaking vacation compared to yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah, wow. You know the beach, but really, I mean, you're tucked in. Uh, you right. know, you're tucked in between like a spa and you know. Yeah, people uh, have to yeah. go to college in like Wisconsin every year. So I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah. that's that must suck. It's looking, it's looking good comparatively. I get it. And the, the there's probably good. a lot of hot coeds there in San Diego too. There's, uh, yeah, I'm in a no comment one. <laughs> Damn. What? So, what were you into there besides obviously being like a, a brainiac? I'm sure you you had a solid 4.0, but what were the extracurriculars looking like? Um, you know, hanging out with friends, listening to music, stuff like this. You know, <laughs> so there was no, no I, I like binge drinking or like skateboarding yeah, or going was, to Mexico. Was, yes, so there was all that. Uh, okay, there was. Um, you could take. I mean, so yeah, I skated a bit in La Jolla. That was tricky because if you owned a car, you just kind of know where to go. There are a couple spots on campus though that uh, were all right and not always a bust. Uh, the Bell Plaza, you know, the good old crew there. Um, as far as Mexico is concerned, we did we did go to Tijuana, uh, not frequently, but from time to time. There was this guy, this guy <laughs> named Hollywood Ray. <laughs> this is his name he, he, his name is Hollywood Ray and he ran buses that would stop first at UC San Diego the northernmost of the San Diego colleges and then I think it would maybe they would stop at USD sometimes then they'd make their way down to uh, San Diego State and then finally you know San Isidro and south of the border and they'd drop you off uh, I guess at the border and you'd walk across and that, that got you free entry to Hollywood Ray's nightclub which is called Club Safari, and which was, the, you know, it's like $10 cover, and as many uh, drinks are free, you just tip the guy. Uh, so, you know. Probably a little probably. relaxed on the ID checking, perhaps? Well, I mean, you don't, you, I don't know if you could cross, this is all post 9-11, so I'm not sure you could cross the U.S.-Mexico border mm. uh, if you were under 18, and then the drinking age is 18. Yeah, so yeah. I think that actually the, uh, you know, border control took care of that. 
for Hollywood Ray. Hollywood <laughs> Hollywood Ray. Hollywood Ray sounds like an enterprising young man. You know. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood Ray. I think is. I don't want to speak ill of Hollywood Ray. I feel like if I <laughs> I've heard things that. Believe it or not, he wasn't like the most stand-up dude in the world. No, <laughs> no, yeah, I know. Which you know, you hate to hear that. Do you think Hollywood Ray is turning up in the big Papas and Beer in the Sky right now? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Hollywood Ray um, at, at this moment. I do know that I think some of that uh, going to TJ to party kind of died off um, at some point during. Uh, maybe the, the cartel war years. Um, so I think that mm-hmm. anyway, I think that Tijuana is like uh, kind of having some kind of a renaissance as like a city of its own and not being overrun mm-hmm. by eighteen year old San Diegans want to get drunk to go to a two short concert or whatever. <laughs> which, um, <laughs> that's actually pretty surprising to me. I feel like that's that's a real rebrand for the city of Tijuana. Yeah, it's actually yeah. like a kind of a, a wine wine destination nowadays. Yeah, if you go south, like, uh, kind of by further down by Ensenada, there's mm-hmm. a little, like, yeah, wealthy Angelenos like to go there for the little, what's it called, Valle de... Yeah, Valle like, del Guadalupe? Yes, yeah, that's right. I went to oh, my God, there. white people ruin everything. They've turned Tijuana into a fucking dorky little wine-sipping <laughs> destination? It's, it's, that's, it's, it's well south of Tijuana, closer to Ensenada, but, but sure. I've yeah. turned oh, up. I've turned up there before. Don't worry. So you can stop on the way down to the wine and get some cheap Xanax before you get there. Is that what you're saying, or is it kind of like a whole different thing? Uh, in theory, you could. You could just okay. stay on. You know, you could just stay on one south and bypass uh, Tijuana, or yeah, you could stop off. You can get so the Xannies anywhere, bro. That's yeah. true. I just feel like I feel like they might have a competitive pricing, maybe in Tijuana, because you know, because it's such a hot spot. Well, that's something that we can look into, Chris. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. I, that's what we use this platform for. We like to look into things that I'll never do. Um, and I that's might. You might. Yeah, you might. Well, uh, have you gotten a haircut yet, Willie, now that the barbers are open? Uh, no, I have not. That, that is classified by most epidemiologists and experts as a high-risk activity. And for I, what I would consider obvious reasons. Uh, it was, it's your, you're in an enclosed space with a, with a guy kind of right here, right behind you. Or a gal. For, or yeah. Gal. Let's sorry, not, let's me. not sexualize this. Please. I've gotten my hair cut by gals too. I'm not, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, <laughs> to use exclusionary language. I, I, uh, so, you know, for about an hour. You know, maybe a little less. An hour? Like, what are they doing to that no, shit, I mean, bro? 40, you ain't got a perm. Minutes. No, Willie's Willie's hair is is more involved than yours, Chris. I could I could see just in the brief moment before <laughs> before we were unable to look at him. There was, he had he had a vibe. You have a nice head of hair. There's no question there. But I still an hour seems. I mean, unless you're getting a no, shampoo. Not, not an hour. Thirty thirty. He's getting, getting he's a getting, shampoo. He's getting a shoulder no, I'm not, rub. I'm not getting a shampoo. He's get, there's a straight razor you get, you know, on the back. Yeah, they take out the straight razor on the on the back. They, Can they, I actually, uh, you know what? This is a good thing to ask. Where do you go to get your haircut? Actually, in, in New York. Uh, I go nowadays. I go to uh, a barber shop in my neighborhood um, called Clever Barber. And, and uh, you, you and live in Boston, right? Like Brooklyn I, somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> I live in Brooklyn somewhere. <laughs> okay. I don't want to yeah. identify your location just in case somebody's mad about you saying that women can't cut hair. But I, um, <laughs> I wouldn't want to I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to reveal that. I appreciate that. I do no appreciate problem. That. No problem. So you're... Has two locations, both of which are in Brooklyn. I, 
you know, I think that gives lends me some anonymity. Uh, yeah, you no, know it doesn't or, for or, sure. Or so, so you haven't gotten a haircut in how long? Four months? Um, at, at, at least I, I was due for a haircut kind of the wow. week that everything went down. Uh, like they canceled the NBA and, and they shut down the city. I was actually abroad. I, I was on a week long vacation in Mexico, actually. Uh, Sick. and I thought about getting my haircut in Mexico city, but decided against it. Very chic. That could have been good for you. It could have been good for me. It could have been a new look. Uh, I said no. And so now my wife has twice cut my sides because I trust her with the clippers. Uh, she can do the, we can, you know, pin up the, what's on top. She can do the sides, keep those tight, you know, hide the grays a little bit. And, mm. uh, so are you but, working with an abbreviated quarantine bowl cut then? I have like, I have like a severe, a severe undercut at this point. Like wow. a ton of, a ton of hair on top and <gasps> nothing on the sides. This is very, this feels like pretty edgy. This feels pretty like dazed editorial to me. <laughs> I, that, that's lost on me. But I, I, it, what I'm saying like, is, it, what it I'm saying terrible. is, Willie, I think you've maybe accidentally stumbled into some coolness. Oh, oh that's possible. And you know, that's all we can hope for. Even though you're not seeing anyone, you know, it's still good to know for the self-esteem, you know, alone. Yeah, yeah. And speaking and of did, uh, speaking yeah. of self-esteem, Willie, are you owning your gray hairs, or how is that affecting you psychologically? I, you know, it's been it's been happening to to me for over a decade now. Oh, really? Because, oh, yeah, you're a pre, you're start, a premature gray daddy. I'm a premature gray uh, sufferer. Gray stand. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, well, you know, I I think it, it, it definitely bothers me. I don't do anything about it. I, well, I mean, some, some for some people, some people like my brother has. Uh, I have a twin brother, and oh, I have a twin brother too. Oh, oh damn, man. twin hive. Let's go. But he his his gray his gray hair is is much more prominent than mine, and mine is pretty much sitting at a zero somehow, some way. Well, um, be nice. Willie, I don't know if you've listened to this podcast before, but Jason loves to talk about his luscious head of hair. That, didn't, it's a, it's, that did not mean to, I did not thing. mean for that to come off as a brag, but it was more more leaning leaning into the fact that my brother, who's who's much more gray hive, he really kind of like likes having it and welcomes it and kind of respects it and and, and all hey. that stuff. Whereas if yeah. I had gray hair, I would be like plucking each one out systematically with tweezers every day. Did that for years. It doesn't, you can't yeah. win that battle. Yeah. Uh, A fool's yeah. hair. I, mean, I think just, gray hair is sexy. I, you know, that's easy for you would, that's what guys who don't have gray hair like to say. About. That's <laughs> what I, so, I have a little bit, but you know, I did the opposite of you and I shaved my head. Um, okay. And not that my hair was incredibly long before, but I took the easy way out. But I got a haircut yesterday in Burbank. Um, Chris went from a three to a two. From a gentleman named Big O. Uh, Big O, okay. Big O in Burbank. And they tested my, you know, we wore masks. They they, they tested my temperature before I could walk into the the barbershop. Oh, wow. Did you feel safe then with Big O's? care after that? there was no one there really so I, I was basically the only customer in the in the entire building mm. so i felt very safe why did, why I mean, did, I what made you visit big o and burbank that seems off-brand for you chris i like it as, I, as a member of Jason, burbank hive I, I know you're burbank hive i it was off-brand but you know during this time i'm trying to grow and experience new things that's fucking um, awesome so you know paying a hundred dollars to get my head shaved seems maybe stupid you know yes. um 
and I will go back to that behavior as soon as I touch down in Manhattan. But <laughs> for now, why not pay $30 for the same service? It sounds like man saw how much he was spending um, on haircuts when after the after that tax report came through. And maybe we're making yeah, I, some changes. Willie, I recently, my father is my accountant. And um, when I was in Atlanta. I, I heard well, this. I was listening to Hannah's episode. So I, yeah, so I had, to go, go, yeah. I had to go through my expenses with my dad. Haircuts um, actually didn't come up, Jason, but mm-hmm. it's just another classic Chris overspend area. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, add it, to, add it to the list, TBH. I fuck with the growth. I'm trying to, I mean, a, a shaved head shouldn't cost that much money. I feel like it's a pretty simple process. Yeah, Absolutely. it's my, yeah. I mean, my wife did like most of that. And I don't think she's ever done it before. Do you think that, do you think that has brought you and your wife closer together, that level of trust? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It was a big leap of faith for me to take with her and her with me. And so I, it's been good. <laughs> well, you, didn't give her, you didn't give her a trim, did you? <laughs> no, no. And I won't let her touch the top. I mean, that's kind of, <laughs> that's the sticking point right now. Is she said, I'll watch some YouTube videos, I'll figure it out. And I said, you've said some things. <laughs> that make me believe that you don't know what you're doing in this zone, and so it's been a little. Bit but I feel like after on after seeing that head of hair, I feel like you would really look great with a shaved head. No, I don't, I think my head shape is not uh, advantageous for for the shaved head. I used to go uh, in my San Diego days. I would go to Supercuts down mm-hmm. at uh, the, the the mall near campus on the Loyola Boulevard, and I would know it well. To one that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know the you know the one we all know and love, mm-hmm. and I would get a, I would get a two on the sides and a four on top, almost a slight fade type of situation. Yeah, and that uh, sounds reasonable. Yeah, yeah. And now I go, you know, kind of like two on the sides. I was thinking I, I meant to bring this up because you asked about the grays. I did, I did think about um, trying to paint them up with just for men for a second, like as a, as a joke in quarantine. Just lie to everyone. Just Ooh. go back to work whenever this is over. <laughs> Deny with like a I deep, I like a deep black head yeah, of hair, just like the wrong color. oil, oil can <laughs> black hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and just just that, lie. And and who's gonna who's gonna really call you on it? You, you just if you believe the lie, it becomes true. That wow, that's deep, and and I agree. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've experienced that. So, you, do you think I should do that or not? I mean, you you guys are the cool fashion guys. I I I would say black would be pretty severe on you, but I like the troll aspect uh-huh, uh-huh. enough to maybe say yes. Um, okay. You know, we value humor over practicality here on How Long Gone. I appreciate that. So, That's uh, a, so do I. a brand pillar for us. Have you been? Um, so you've you've been working for the failing New York Times the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the whole time. How how has your how have you how have you managed? Is it is it difficult for you? Or have you have you kind of gotten into the flow? I, I think I've gotten into the flow. You know, we've had. I, I mean, it, it's been a, a difficult time in the weekly magazine business. You have a, you have a you have a ten day lag between closing an issue and it's coming out in print, um, and then on top of that, you have like planning lags that can make it hard to be as reactive as you want to be um, yeah. in an environment in a news environment like this. But I think that, you know, to, to our editor-in-chief's great credit, like, we've managed to, to keep the thing running really smoothly and do a lot of great work. I mean, I, I, I've, it's been difficult in, in various ways, but, um, but I, I feel like I've gotten into, you know, I'm surprised that, you know, we gave up the paper proofing process, for example, at the magazine, which is such, such a big part of 
Which you means, like, to, I mean, explain that. Basically, yeah, that means you actually get to see a copy. Yeah, you, you get a big, a, a large printout with huge margins that you can write into and do your edits longhand that way. Uh, you know, you get this, your top editor gets this, your fact checker gets this. You collate everything between your changes, your writer's changes, uh, maybe some suggestions from your top editor, uh, the researcher's changes, and you're collating all of this onto one sheet to hand off to your copy editor. And uh, now we just, we have a completely different process. When we run PDFs, we have to kind of type our changes in. There's upsides and downsides, but it's the, the, the complete transformation of the process is, I guess that part was less of a shock than I, than I thought it might have been. Uh, it, it is, you know, one of the great things about working at the magazine is like we have it staffed against a long really well. Everyone, people I work with such brilliant people, and just being able to like talk to them casually during the day and the ideas that come out of that mm, and, and a benefit. Yeah, huge benefit. Um, and, and I do. I miss that. I miss my colleagues a lot. Um, I miss. I miss shocked. I miss a lot of things about Midtown. Um, uh, we know that we know, you know, this, this podcast is, um, Jason is, is a, well, no, Jason is a sweet green apologist. Um, and, how could, uh, yeah, yeah. he's a friend of the brand. It goes much deeper than just enjoying the salads. Um, but I know that you are chopped hive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, and I would love to hear YouTube bozos debate the ins and outs of these two. I, ha- I haven't had the misfortune of trying a chopped salad, but it sounds uh, um, subpar, but I would love to hear more. Have you had McDonald's before, Jason? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, but I have only the last, I, I, I made it a, a point in my life to never eat McDonald's again once I went vegan, like when I was 15. And I went in Canada like two years ago blacked out and it was bad uh, but yeah what, i've been there but not i haven't had a ton of salads from there what is your allegiance to chop is it is it proximity to the office or do you prefer the ingredients in the process uh that's a great question um <laughs> i think <laughs> i think that, I, I i think i became a, a chopped salad uh, guy uh when you were temporarily while the times was densifying um, the office building. We gave up several floors thanks to uh, the good folks, I believe, allegedly at McKinsey. They recommended that we densify the building. Um, let's leave that at allegedly. I think that's that's my understanding of it. Mm. And so we, we went from having these great cubicles to having sit-stand desks. And that process took quite a long time. And so I actually remember, I remember hearing the gossip about this when it was happening. Yeah. We all so remember the densification. <laughs> yeah, who could forget? <laughs> It looks pretty bad now, uh, <laughs> as you want to try and find a way to reopen the place. Uh, mm. But, but uh, in any event, we we moved to the Time Life Building, uh, a different part of Midtown, you know, close to Thirty Rock, kind of a different vibe. Thank you for now. thank you for situating the listener with that because I think <laughs> yeah. that I think you know, that you know giving them some landmarks is helpful. Yeah, yeah, and so under Thirty Rock, there's a little health food court, and they had a Jess salad. And so I would go to Jess Salad. Jess Salad is a slightly different process. Uh, they have three blades on the on the you know they have these the same crescent moon choppers, but I believe they have two or three blades. I think which wow which lends some increased efficiencies to the process. Wait, so um, when, so when you say blades, what are you talking about? Like the blades of a so a, a lawnmower? Guy, you would you wouldn't know about this because you go <laughs> and that's another great question. <laughs> 
chop the salads up at, at competing salad restaurants. They have they have beautiful crescent shaped blades that they roll over the greens and the other ingredients until uh-huh. it's, it's, it's a nice dust. And then they then they dress it. For Did you say until it's like a nice that. dust? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's Willie snorts his salad. That's the twist. <laughs> yes. uh, so I was just salad guy for some time, and then I had to find my way to chop slowly after we after we relocated uh, back to the building. But what I discovered Chop has is the, the Mexican Caesar salad, which is a really, I mean, that might sound redundant. Last time I was in Tijuana, I went to the place that invented the Caesar salad, and it's fantastic. It is redundant. But uh, this is different. This is a different salad. It's, it's a twist. Rice. It's a modern twist. Yeah, it has raw jalapenos instead of croutons. It has... Uh, tortilla chips instead of parmesan there's tortilla cheese and a spicy uh kind of kind of twist on a classic caesar dressing is fantastic you get chicken on it i guess you wouldn't as a vegan in fact you might have to sub out the caesar dressing jason's actually not vegan now he'll eat anything but do they have chopped in la should we go do a chopped challenge That is a TV show, Chris. Um, I, I would love to try chop. I'm actually a, a big fan of, of a chopped salad. I think there mm-hmm. there is a point where where the integrity of the salad can be chopped too far, and it's taken to a place where uh, structurally it's not sound. Also, the more the more times a blade crosses the uh, the cell structure of a of a deep green you know <laughs> it releases more um, pungent bitter flavors and aromas so oh, as they you know <laughs> i i feel like such a novice now i i'm glad to know all these i think you already knew all of that <laughs> willie and you're just playing dumb for us and i like that you know you've seen you surely you've seen a, a hand torn basil leaf <laughs> There's a reason am they're I, not am I wrong? Those. <laughs> that, that is a great point. I, you know, actually, Willie, the, you know, near my parents' house in, in Atlanta, um, there is a chopped, and there's obviously no sweet greens there yet, shockingly. So I have patronized chopped many times in the last couple months, and I have to say, a little flavorless, to be Ooh. honest. I was, little, what, what's, what's your order? <laughs> it was a it was a custom joint. That's it was a good, a that's a good a question, custom, Willie. Custom creation. It was well, a CB original. Um, I I could see Chris fucking up the salad in in Chop's defense. Bitch, I, I would have it would be a romaine arugula mix. Um, that's with, already a flag. Go ahead. <laughs> I think that's right. I'm not, I'm not actually. I think it. I might I, hold on. I think I might have just had romaine. I'm, I'm basically what I was trying to do is recreate the salad that I love from Montreal. So I think it was romaine, tortilla chips, or excuse me, uh, yeah, tortilla chips or pita chips if they haven't. They have pita, they have pita chips. There. Pita, I'm sorry. So romaine, pita, corn, broccoli. Uh, that might be it. Okay. And some sauce. I think I see where you're. I think I see where you're. <laughs> some sauce. <laughs> some dressing. You call it sauce. <laughs> of course, you're making inferior salads. I can see where you went wrong. I see where you went wrong. <laughs> that sounds terrible. That sounds like a terrible. <laughs> well, there, there's some. There's some zigs where I would have zagged. Sure. Yeah. But you, you guys are eating for pleasure. I'm eating for fuel. That is the difference. So yeah, you, all all the fuel that you get from the uh, crumpled up pita chips, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just to, to push you through for mile you, thirteen. You get, 
when you pull the the truck into the gas station, you get eighty nine. When I pull the Mazi in, I have to get ninety one. Okay, it's I get the, the middle know, one, not the not the lowest one, the middle one. That's respectable. I drive, right. an imported, I, I drive an imported car as well. Oh, uh, <laughs> go, go the you, fuck you off, Willie. Really. You have to get the 89, you know? I, are, yeah. you, are you a Volkswagen guy? Uh, I, di- I didn't mean to become any type of guy. I got a, I got a car I could buy cash off the lot, and uh, it's been just a, it's been a huge humiliation and a headache, just kind of at every time. I don't but, uh, under, understand. Honestly, New York car ownership as a person who has no interest in going upstate seems unnecessary to me. But do you go to like the grocery store in the car? Another great question. So I would say, first of all, car ownership in the city is fantastic. It's, you know, the city tries to, you know, harm car owners at every turn. It's a great little driving town. I'll give you that. (laughs) Yeah, great. You just open it up on Delancey. You know what I mean? (laughs) You can, the bridges in and out of the city. you drive that world class views. You can just go back and forth over them. That's and you have plenty of time to enjoy those views while you sit there for hours. Uh, that's not all. I, 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 was, I drove over the Manhattan and the Brooklyn the other day in no time flat. That's it because was, everyone has left New York or died. <laughs> I'm talking about regular New York. I'm talking about the I mean, real New York, baby. I'm talking about boom back nineties. Yeah, real New York. the real shit, bro. When I'm going to Jersey, I gotta sit in that line on the fucking whatever bridge three hours, and then the toll is what eight bucks. Mamma mia, no thanks. Take oh, me back to the, San Diego. Uh, I, I drove across the uh, the, George, the, the George Washington Bridge. That toll was sixteen dollars. Can you believe that? That costs more than a, a sweet green. That that, that is that, yeah with well, avocado. More than chopped, and it's. Yeah, it's 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 pretty brutal. And I Chop doesn't even there. support local farms, probably. Am I right? Uh, no, Chop does. On okay, the board, thank they you. tell you where things are coming from. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not true. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I do like going upstate. That's one thing. I are you are you are you a Cali outdoor bro who will pitch a tent? I wouldn't go that far, but I do like camping and I do like the and hiking and like the. Interesting. Do you own a tent? Yes, I do. It's in the trunk of my car right now. Um, Well, that's what I think New Yorkers, I think that's why you have a car. It's extra storage is the reality. (laughs) No, no. I mean. (laughs) I have nowhere else to put my tent. Uh, When you hit hit Costco for the fucking big boy crates (laughs) and you got to keep a couple broken skateboards, maybe a bike, like camping stuff. I have, I mean, the the storage situation is not that bad. The tent in the trunk is out of convenience. The idea is like, you want to go camp this weekend? Drop of a hat, you can. You know, it's all there. Yeah, it's no but, big deal. I mean, and then yeah, I use it to in the summer months. I mean, go to the beach, uh, play play golf with a friend, maybe. Uh, you know, in in that driven up to like Fishkill for the indoor skate park in the winter. It's great at my park. So much mobility. Once you're past thirty in New York City, if you don't have a car, you're doing it wrong. You got wow. Just, yeah. You know, you know what I like to do, Willie, is get on a fucking plane and go somewhere interesting. <laughs> That's what I like to do. You know, well, this little yeah. tri, your little tri-state area trips, that's cute, and I appreciate it, and I, you know, there's a place for that. Me, personally, I'm more of a globetrotter. You know what I'm saying? So oh, it's, just a little, it's just a little yeah. different. You know, it's just yeah, a little different. Yeah. From, what I can tell, from what I can tell, you go to a, a skate park two hours away in Mexico every once in a while. So it's, it's, just, it's just, you and I, we're not the same. Yeah, you know, Chris has a real say. taste for international flavor. He's, you know, of all the languages he speaks and everything, he's just, exactly. yeah, he's, it's unsatiable the way he needs I, it. I, 
I don't speak Latin on this podcast because I don't want to make Jason feel dumb. But there are, you know, <laughs> I, you I, 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 I keep a lot of my successes to myself as a humble dude. But <clears throat> I do think that, I, I think, honestly, owning a car seemed, when I lived in Tribeca, I wanted to own a car because it seemed like I could park it on the street more easily. Mm-hmm. Um, East Village, the parking is a little dicey. That's a little tough. A lot of one-way streets, a lot of lights at the intersections. And you can't take a right on red, as we all know. Uh, here in New York City, not even in the mm-hmm. outer boroughs, which and I that's have. something that's taking a ride on red is honestly part of my culture. That's how I was raised. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're going to be circling blocks looking for parking, this was very difficult for me in Ridgewood, and and why when I lived in Queens, I I rented uh, a parking spot because it was it was impossible otherwise. Flex, um, but you know, because B- no ride on red, it just adds it adds maybe. You might have fifteen minutes to to a normal parking spot search, and that's so. Are you are you the there. kind of guy who you know goes out to the car, has the new issue of the New Yorker, just sits there and reads, moves the car to, for the cleaning, and then puts it back, or do you or do you do it differently? So New um, York sounds awesome, by the way, guys. Go ahead. It's pretty <laughs> sick. Uh, alternate side parking rules. I mean, I you know I'm in a once a week area, which is a blessing. Um, I move it, you know, I move it at, at night. I, I'm not around during the day normally because I'm in midtown. Uh, so I have to just move it at night like, you know, some some schmuck. Uh, mm. that can, that's trying. These days, uh, alternate side uh, has been suspended by the good mayor, Bill de Blasio. For, uh, we know you're. We know we know you're De Blasio stand. So I'm glad that we could get that out of the way. The guy's so, been killing it lately. He's been four more it. years. Keeping alternate side off. Uh, I think that's been really nice for people here. And uh, so, but when it does, I mean, when I do work from home, it's nice because you can actually just. I don't have to sit in the car. I just move the car to the middle of the street uh, and kind of keep an eye on it out the window, and then move it back. They, they've never actually swept my street when I've been present for it, so I don't know what's going on. But, uh, you know, it's, yeah, that's fine. I, I, I try to, I, just, I move it, leave it, move it back when I see other people doing the same. Have you, <laughs> you're a follower, Willie. I like that about you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I've noticed a lot on Twitter, you, you've been kind of soft pitching your, your sitcom. Um, yeah. And a dramedy. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I don't mean to. You know, I haven't gotten the pitch personally, so I I, I apologize for that mistake. We, um, we'd love to hear more about it because we both are, you know. Kind of plugged into got, the biz. Yeah, we're like oh, yeah, we're Hollywood so guys, good. so we might be able to help you out. You know what I mean? I know yeah, where yeah, Aziz like, lives, stuff like oh, that. Well, he's just the guy that I'd want to get this in front of. So, <laughs> the the idea is, um, I want to make a dramedy that really talks to you know, what we're talking about today. You know, and what it's <laughs> like to be a young professional in New York City. And so the concept is, it's called Willie. And it's about oh yeah um, oh yeah I see guy, <laughs> yeah yeah so the main character is a guy named Willie and he in his in his early thirties let's say thirty four he uh, he works um, uh, at in Midtown as an as an editor at a weekly news magazine um, called like the New York Newspaper Sunday Magazine mm-hmm. um, and he he's he's single and um, very. Is a very interesting dating one. <laughs> uh, Tell us more about that. Like he does very well for himself, or he just there's interesting characters at every turn. I would say a little bit, little column A, little column B. Okay. Are you are you are oh, you yeah. taking a page out of the Californication book, perhaps? 
no, no, no. Okay. I, I, this is, I could see this pretty original, actually. Got it. I'm not, okay. I'm not thinking about any other shows that I've seen <laughs> when I talk about this. Okay, okay. And I really want to make the character really kind really of fresh. Explore, yeah, yeah. He's, we're going to explore like all the issues of the day, and we're going to have the like we're going to have the conversations about the things we're having conversations about. And the the main character just we just happen to share a name and like some loose biographical details mm-hmm. and i would also like i would want to play him on the show but <laughs> aside from that you think you're the right person that, for the lead i uh, yeah i think that's kind of a, that's that's like thing one in my pitch okay uh, and you're mar- and you are married thing. to that um i mean who are you thinking you have an idea you have a you want a counter offer? If we could get a big star attached to this, that might that might help. I guess I don't know much. Well, about you know, if if Jonah Hill is available, <laughs> I mean, I I think that wouldn't be a bad idea. But you know, we can it's, we can yeah. talk to Jonah. We can talk to Jonah. Maybe see, or we can talk to Brad Pitt. See if Plan B is interested in producing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's more. We could get a celebrity attached on the back end. Um, you know, that would help on a production side. That could help us sell it. You know, Netflix is buying anything, as you've seen. Um, <laughs> well, so try I, try I think, try this on for size, Willie. I'm thinking he already has experience in the genre of of shows that are named after just dudes' names. I'm thinking Louis C.K. for this. What do you think? <laughs> he's 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 gonna he's about to pop again. <laughs> it's the energy is palpable. Seemingly available. I mean, I haven't talked to his agent in a while, but I mean, you know, doing one. One direct to consumer special a year is not time consuming. I think that's if you can get in front of his people, uh, I, that would be fantastic. Great. I, I mean, actually, I have a, I have a socially distanced <laughs> meeting at, at CAA this week. Um, I'll do that for you, Willie. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Chow put tables outside, actually, so it's possible for us <laughs> to have these have these meetings in Beverly Hills. Thank God. Um, that's but I, important. I do think, but you. Now, you want these to be full 22-minute episodes, or are you thinking, you know, because Jason and I talk a lot about Quibi on this podcast, so <laughs> if, if you, I don't, we don't know anyone there yet, but it's looking good. So if you want to do so, something a little shorter, I think we yeah. can approach them. I, so, I mean... Is Quibi off the table for you, or are you willing to entertain that conversation? I, I think that some of these concepts I have could be broken up, you know, into smaller, you know, quick, uh, quick fights. <laughs> um, and... Well, I was saying this last night on, on Twitter. I, I do think Quibi, what they need right now is they need a must-watch show that, that all the media people want to watch and want to talk about. And mm-hmm. I feel like a show about what it's really like, you know, to, to ride the F train and to go to Midtown and to go get chopped salads, you know, yeah. and to go on a Tinder date. Stuff like the, to have a bodega guy that is your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> these, are, like, these are the stories that people people want to hear, and and I and I, I think this, if we could get you know some buzz going, you know, on Twitter and, and among the media classes and in Slacks and things like this, Ooh. then then I think the like, the real conversation it? is happening on Slack. I've heard. Yeah. I've also heard that. I got to subscribe to this Quibi thing. What is it? Ten dollars a month? That's not, you know, that's 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 a little more than the New Yorker. It's fine. And, uh, <laughs> and then boom, and then people are exposed to all your other offerings, which I, I'm sure are wonderful. If it, so, uh, Will, so Willie is is the the door in, the path in, and then you stay for Kevin Hart. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm thinking. They need they need buzz. Uh, 
among the, the chattering classes. In the, I, I, the, the chattering, chattering classes, classes. The chattering classes right now. The buzz is, I would say, negative. So I yeah, think something exactly. like Willie, Willie, they need a could, big win. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Willie, yeah. are you um, are you comfortable with with maybe doing a sex scene with Aquafina? Because I kind of see that as well. <laughs> Uh, that's and you could say no. I don't want this to make you feel weird or uncomfortable at all. I'm sorry. Will is... Will you fuck Aquafina <laughs> in gonna, a room full of people again, who work at the FX network? I'm going to refer you to the Times uh, PR the, the public relations. Oh, we we we're familiar with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know them. You know, you know that we did get a cease and desist from your employer. You guys, you, you guys stole the Bailey's logo, right? I, I, I wouldn't or, I mean, say that. You made a smart, you made a funny riff. That, that would be go back to smart. Under fair use. Go back we, to smart. We, we made a, we made smart, uh, in the British sense, smart artwork um, <laughs> for our podcast. And it, I guess, I guess it resembled this other podcast that has a guy with like an annoying voice that talks about the news. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. So I, yeah, let's, I want we move on to a different topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I actually, mean, I have a topic for you. I, I, I recently read on Twitter, on your Twitter, that you had a, a real kind of rite of passage moment that I experienced um, in my life was making the switch from fixed gear to single speed. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. you know one of the signs that you are are getting older and more responsible in life. I've found. Yeah, so I mean, to, I should be totally frank about this. I did. I haven't ridden my track bike for like I think six years. Okay. It, it's been collecting dust. So I got like a flat on it, and I was like, you know what, my mm-hmm. knees have had enough. You know, I I should also confess that after uh, an incident on on DeKalb Avenue. I got a front brake for it as well. That's, so, that's chill. Yeah. That's chill. So you space. are you're confirming you are confirming that you're a pussy, and I, I, I just, thank you. I just don't want I don't want people thinking, oh, you know, he thought you know he was riding, smashing, doing doing mash SF, you know. I don't. I don't think anyone was suspecting you were grabbing on okay. to the back of taxi you know, cabs just, with like a you know. mohawk helmet. <laughs> I just want yeah. to be clear about where I was. Okay. And yeah, so I took it to the bike shop yesterday. Actually, right before uh, I got on this call with you guys, I got a call from the bike shop. Job's done. Got a new freewheel. Got a rear brake. You're um, you're really like you're really into like X Games type sports. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, that's so. Which cool. really makes really situates me in Cali. You know what I mean? It seems like it's really because I think like skateboarding is the cool one, but then there's all these other ones that aren't quite as cool. You know what I mean? Like vert like, skateboarding. Um, well, or like, what's the what's the guy that the guy that uh, that's very popular, like X Games guy, but no one really fucks with him. But he's he's good, but he's like Nike sponsored. Magic Houston. Yeah, like people hate him, right? Yeah. Yes. Because he's corny, but he's actually good at skateboarding, or because he's like a corporate thug, monster energy drink guy. So all that's all that's in the mix with Nigel. I'd say there's other stuff in the mix with Nigel. You know, as a person who skateboarded in my youth but was never very good, I think it's interesting that you've been able to um, hold on, Willie, maintain and continue <laughs> to participate in the culture even as a gray-haired man. So I, I don't, you know, are you are you out here ripping or are you just kind of looking at the, from the sideline? Uh, I, once again, 
uh, as with as with the track, like I, I'm still skating. I still skate a lot, and I can still do stuff on the skateboard. But uh, I, I'm not a, not a very good a good skateboarder. I don't know what what qualifies as ripping for you. I'm guessing what I'm up to is not quite there. Ripping. I go out. Ripping yeah. means different things to different people. Thank you for noticing that. I think you, you, yeah. it's you. Just you know when someone's a ripper and someone's not a ripper. At least yeah, I, I, I would say so. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that I'm not a ripper for for a number of reasons. But you know, I get out there, I do my my ledge tricks, and uh, you know, a little bit of flat, and I have I have a great time. It's tougher at 34. Uh, that's that's true. But were you pretty good when you were a kid? I never got to be that good. I, I, I was definitely better than I am now. Um, but I was always like kind of like I could keep up a little bit, but I was never that sick. I was never sure. it was never close to getting sponsored or putting together good videos with my friends. Well, I feel like growing I, up in San Francisco too, it's like people are fucking good. Yeah, but often that like helps people get better. <laughs> oh, you mean like being around someone? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. That's what so, I say about I my mean, tennis game. You know, when Jason plays yeah. with me, he's better. Um, and I, I know you. I know. I, so I understand yeah, that yeah. that analogy pretty well. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but I still, you know, I have a little skate spot near my near my neighborhood here in Brooklyn that has it has exactly three obstacles. You could <coughs> even when even when our wonderful mayor Bill De Blasio shut down all the playgrounds, you could hop the fence. There pretty easily using the uh, city bike tunnel, and wow. uh, it was like it was basically open, and I had a it was really nice. So I, I, I spent a lot of time there over the last few months. Um, that's been great, uh, really great for like mental and physical well being. I would say. So if I'm you know skateboarding is so cool now and so popular uh, uh-huh. in in all realms, you know, <laughs> yeah. and and. Something I back because skateboarder being good at skateboarding is truly the coolest thing out there. And it's something I'm very jealous of. Like it's way cooler than being good at basketball or something else. So have you tried sex, of, Chris? That's, no, who cares? Right. No, skateboarding is much cooler. Um, so is, is what brand should I be looking out for? Really? As a guy that works in the, you know, we've seen Supreme peak. We've seen palace peak, you know, I'm aware of bronze. I'm aware of Lotties. You know, I'm, I'm maybe more uh-huh. informed than others. And Dime, you know, those guys are friends mm-hmm. of mine. But but I need to know, like, what's the next underground? Like, what is what is bubbling under the surface that I can question, cop, the, Chris. cop the T-shirt now and be ahead of all these fucking nerds? What is the next Chrome Hearts <laughs> of skating? What's the uh, next? Well, what's the Chrome Hearts of skateboarding? Yeah, let's be real. So you know. You're, you sound like you're a soft goods guy, and I think that that's <laughs> I am a soft goods guy. I, I know I'm riding indies till I die and Spitfire till I die. Yeah. We don't need. Chris, Chris has no uh, interest in what bearings you're using. Mm-hmm. Uh, bones only, bro. I'm fucking 37 years old. <laughs> Come on, man. I, you know, I, I'm super. I, I'm very. I'm actually. I do ride indies, which I guess is like cancelable now, and Spitfires and Deluxe Wood. Um, and I'm very brand loyal, like to those San Francisco brands. But I don't, I don't pay much attention to like the the soft goods side of things. I mean, as a New Yorker, I guess Chris, but I would say, I mean, as as a guy, you know, not in New York right now, someone who will eventually come crawling back. <laughs> I would say all timers, maybe some quarter snacks. Then people uh, I mean, quarter snacks, but that's that's what I'm saying, bro. I know about this shit. I need some. That's okay. what I mean. I'm looking to you. I'm trying to tap you to find a because, cooler brand. I, I well, you're you're a guy of you know you're a guy of a certain age, but you're also engaged <laughs> in skateboarding. 
but you also yeah. have like a real job. So we have a lot in common. You know what I mean? Chris, I, mean, I feel like maybe uh, maybe you want Will to ask you this question. No, yeah, no, we, I yeah. no. Let's turn it around because I honestly, I just don't. I don't keep up on brands like my my Thrasher subscription lapsed. I watch <laughs> videos, but I don't keep up on that. I feel like GX GX one thousand is very cool. That's good. Yeah, GX one thousand is very. But I'm not from San Francisco, bro. I'm not trying to rep the West Coast. You know what I mean? I'm more of an East Coast, New York kind of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure, sure. Big New York I, guy. <laughs> I'm. A, I, I, I just need to. I mean, look, I have my ear. I guess, yeah, I guess this is backfired. I, I guess I'll have to I let Willie know. All timers is a little silly sometimes for me. You know, it's not uh, serious enough. I, I Tone wise, like, that's why Supreme what? is so popular because it's so serious, you know? I the, guess that's true. Supreme gets a little silly sometimes. They have some absurd not, art. Not really. Not really. Actually, that's what I think is so funny about it. I think that's why Palace thrives so much is because the product was good, but also they have like a sense of humor, and it's like funny. Here's one: if you if you want to be clued into like the the they have merch, though it's not merch first. Is uh, Atlantic Drift? Those guys are really cool. That's like what is Atlantic? Place. That sounds like a spoiler company for my Acura. <laughs> <laughs> well. They make videos that Thrasher tends to put out. Namely, it's this guy Tom Knox is sort of the center of it. He's a London skater who's like really brilliant, weird, creative skater who's kind of like rendered London a, a very unskatable city, skatable. Yeah. And there's a bunch of other guys in this crew who are also really fascinating, kind of like comic things in a in a in an interesting way. And they have this they have this footage of like jellyfish that they use for all their videos, kind of in like a uh, you know, you know how videos used to have all that seagull footage and all that shit. That yes, see. classic, classic Bay Area seagull footage. <laughs> yes, so you know, it's like that's like that's their thing, and they have that's that's their intro logo, and I think they sell shirts with that on it. And I Atlantic like having, Drift. Having an Atlantic Drift shirt, you might really look like you're in the know, even though you. Know, I like that. that. I be, love I yeah, love yeah. being in the know, as you as you can tell. Mm-hmm. But I, you I know, know, I know. Also, London is incredibly cool. So anything from London, I immediately give a pass to as cooler than something yeah. from America. So you, you, cool. you have cracked. You know, wait, does he ride for New Balance? Yes. Yeah. I've I've hung out with Tom Knox before. Wow. I just wow. put this together. Yes, Tom Knox and I did. I used to work with New Balance, and we did a shoot together. I love Tom Knox. He's hot too. There you go. That's the guy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and Loose Trucks Max is part of that as well like more recently that's a quarter snacks favorite but i do think skateboarding what do you think about the 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 change as far as like when we were growing up it was very much like everything was big the tricks were big Mm -hmm. pants were big the shoes were big you know well Well, well, i guess that's true that depends geographically yeah yeah yeah. so now everything is very like cool you know it's all Mm -hmm. to me a lot of it seems the, the style of actual skateboarding seems very nonchalant to me um Am I am yeah. I incorrect in that in that assessment? Yeah, I feel like there's there's a big divergence where there's the there's the there's the pros like people like Nigel, I guess, who still do like big hammer time, I, I, you know, like massive rails, big, yeah. you know, America, all these. You know, there there are still people doing the the thing that we remember from our youth, um, but you know, I think between. I think social media more than anything else maybe uh, changed skateboarding to be like smaller in some ways. So there's a lot of like, there were first a lot of sort of like crew homie videos or whatever, but then people yeah. found out 
if you have enough people watching those, you can sell clothes alongside them. You can even sell boards. And so, like, why do you need to ride for this? Why do you need to ride for Toy Machine if you can peel off and just, like, sell enough boards? And if you have a Nike contract, you can just, like, have your Nike contract, have your little fun company with your friends that at least doesn't lose money, and do whatever you want. So between, like, big shoe brands and their money, social media and, uh, you know, the, the completely, like, transformed way that, that, that skate videos are made and that people consume yeah. them. It, yeah, it's, it's like, it's a lot, a lot looser. I think there's a lot, there's probably fewer guys helping themselves down rails. And, and there's been, like, I guess, like, aesthetic and creative developments as well. Um, like, I, I kind of jokingly sometimes call it the slamming your board into stuff era. Because it's like mm, a slappy, wallies, a curb slappy, a wall ride. Slappies, wallies, wall rides. All this stuff is like a little bit more flow oriented, and you see a lot more of that these days. Uh, and it's like hyper spot specific and a little bit more creative. So, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the best historian of this stuff, but I do think that you're, you're identifying something very real. Um, I, I wonder I, sometimes if we're at a high water mark. There's a recent part that came out that I thought. Some of the tricks, tricks were like real kook shit, and I wonder if like people are going to get oh, no. sick of of watching that. This stuff. Well, I mean that's, but I mean I think you know, and we talked about this in your intro, but the, you know, you wrote that big story about Tyshawn, and I think the, mm-hmm. the fascination with him on a more mass level is because he, at least for me, he approaches it like an athlete, not like a cool guy. Like yes. he looks like what he is doing is so athletic and physical. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and effortless like it reminds me of like a basketball player or something when you see basketball up close you can't believe these guys are doing it and it making it look so easy um, yeah. and it's similar in that way uh, so I, I think that that still matters if you want to be a superstar but you can be a cool guy and own a company that makes money and do like cool tricks yes that, that's you, I mean Tyshawn yeah he, I think that his popularity and what, what blew people away about that part uh, he blessed was exactly that. Not only was he cutting against the broader trends, but like Supreme doesn't sponsor the best skaters necessarily. They sponsor the coolest skaters who are like either the hottest or the most interesting to look at or whatever, like live in Paris or whatever, you know, that's sort <laughs> of the, and so, so, but Taishan is, is all of that plus this unbelievable athlete. I mean, and, and, and with great spot selection and with all this, like, you know, it's just, the part was the part was such a thrill to watch. I hadn't I had I hadn't seen something like that in so many years in skating. So well, I think that's like, that's the thing about skating in general now. I feel like it's yeah. crossed over into this place where that part became like a thing people had seen that would have never seen something like it before. Yeah, you could show it to someone who doesn't skate or really care, and they'd be cool. if uh, I, could you could you say what what video and and the name again in case somebody listening wants to watch this? Oh yes, that is that is Supreme Blessed. It came out in what was it twenty. 18 and yeah um, and that's uh Tyshawn jones but there's the famous place. there's the famous cover too, the thrasher cover where he's yes. I, I believe ollieing over the subway entrance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ollieing over the subway entrance at 33rd and, and, and i see him downtown sometimes I, I believe he drives a red mercedes suv to the skate spots which i also quite like <laughs> yeah he had I, I i don't know i can't remember what car he was driving around in. I, I know he switched it out at some point when I was profiling him, he got a different car. How long yeah, did that drives, take you? How, how long did you spend with him? I kind of like, we would do interviews here and there over the course of like, I guess it was six months. Um, 
but it was it was just kind of like a slow burn for me. It was like went to his house maybe first time in like December or something of that year, or maybe it was no no no. He got Sodi in December of that year, and then I went and did an interview with him after that. And then, like, when it started getting warmer, I went skating with him and his buddies uh, a few times and then hung out in his house here and there and, you know. Did you find, did you find, like, when you, when you're around someone like that who's so good at something, Mm -hmm. uh, but also so young, uh, like, maturity-wise, do you, does it feel funny? Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that people like that, I know a handful of people that are so talented and so gifted and so ahead of the curve at such a young age that mm-hmm. they're weird. They weirdly like are mature in so many ways, but then also there's, you can still tell they're 18 or 19 or 20. Yeah. I, I think that was definitely the case with Tashon. He's super mature. I mean, he has his own business. He owns a restaurant that where he employs his mom, you know, and yeah. he's like, he's so young. And he also, he still like, likes to, you know, I, I think I even mentioned the piece. It's like, I was asking what his summer plans were. And he was like, I don't know, like, I might, like, do, like, go to, like, Six Flags or something and do this <laughs> and that. And I was like, right, I mean, he's a teenager, but I was standing with him outside of the restaurant here. And it's like, he's, he's super yeah. mature and he's really self-possessed. Um, and he's had, he's had a lot of success in young age and he's got, like, he's really driven and he's really motivated. So he just has, like, he, he's, he, he definitely has that mix where you kind of forget you're talking to him. Yeah, things. yeah. And was this, was that story... Like a not a hard sell, but you know, was it was it was it a process to get something like that, like to to go through? Because it was a big story and it did really well. But I, I imagine that that something like that is pretty foreign to a lot of people at the paper. Yeah, I actually it, it, it surprisingly was not. So I, I talked to Jake. I talked to Jake Silverstein, our editor in chief, about it um, about the idea, and I showed him actually the clip of Tyshawn skating on Park Avenue. And doing that frontside board slide on the front end loader, and he was like, "Oh, this is he's amazing." Like, this is wild. To we do it. Yeah, he was like, and I was like, "He skates for Supreme." I was sort of explaining it, like, you know, the way I pitched it. I was like, "He's he's a huge deal. He's probably going to be skater of the year." Um, there's like this incredibly big part. He skates for Supreme. Supreme's an interesting brand for reasons X, Y, and Z. And just just look at this and think about the photos. And and and, um, and, and Jake, you know, Jake Jake was Jake was on board. I do think so, that's the uh, the other part of it that I kind of forget about is it's also like a really New York centric story too, which makes it work mm-hmm. on like a, a different level because that's mm-hmm. that is also interesting I think because again, you know, California is is historically known as a hotbed of skateboarding and culture of and that culture in general. Um, yeah, and he, I would say that his style is kind of a hybrid of both, really, just because yes, he's going yeah, he's yeah. going big, but he can do all the regular shit in the street too. His his uh, I mean his heroes were like Biggie and like like Ragdoll even or, or guys like this. Like I actually I shouldn't I mean I, I, I should say I don't really recall if it was Ragdoll. But think like some of the like biggest like Baker America Orange County rail killer guys like that's yeah. who he that's who he really looked up to. That's so life. funny because that's like the least cool thing to me. But they're <laughs> they're savage. They're so good. Don't at talk shit on Baker, bro. I know you're a baker, I know you're a baker boy, Jason. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, but it, it that era where there's like guys wearing like leather jackets and like studded belts and like yeah. trash and vaudeville is so crazy to me. Like that's just so that was everywhere though. That was that was like Jamie Thomas starting that. I mean, the piss drunks. That was a crazy moment in skateboarding. It's really funny to look back on. I think about sometimes like how coarse actually our culture was like, as a nation in the Bush years. You had like 
I think about, because you always think things are like, if, if you're a little bit of a declinist, you have these tendencies, you might think things are getting worse. But then you remember that there was like girls gone wild, love <laughs> fights, like the kids <laughs> drunks, all this yeah. shit that was like really, really like just, I, I mean, the, I guess should I explain what the piss drunks are for your... Yeah, probably, probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like a crew of skaters who were layered on top of, they were basically coterminous with the Baker Skateboards uh, crew. Uh, So if you play Tony Hawk, you would know Andrew Reynolds would be probably the most famous one, but there was also Jim Greco and Alyssa Steamer and Dustin Dolan and a bunch of other people. And they were this, like, they were mostly in Huntington Beach, Orange County, actually. And they partied hard. And then they did hammers. This was their thing. They were like, we, they get blackout drunk and fucked up and do whatever for like weeks on end. Then they get sober. And like, maybe I remember Jim Greco being like, sober means like only bong rips or whatever. And then you, and then you just go down to LA and like. The beginning of Cali stuff. sober. The beginning of <laughs> yeah, Cali yeah. sober was the piss drunks. And they, yeah. So then their videos would be full of them in town from Orange County, like, filming in L.A., you know, just, like, messing with, like, crazy people on the street or whatever, and and then partying and, like, being blackout drunk, puking, all this other stuff. But shredding. Had, and ripping, on the other hand. Ripping. And also, like everyone that. wanted to have sex with them on top of them being these, like, smelly, degenerate people as well. Yes. They fucked, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, that is an era. Yeah, it is an era. Now, I mean, a lot of them are, are sober. Uh, I think save for Dustin Dolan. Um, no, yeah, no, they no. are. I, you're right. I've followed that a little bit, um, which yeah. doesn't really surprise me. But I think I was talking to my, my trainer uh, this week about how skateboarders, you know, are treating it, their bodies more like athletes now. Like that yeah. era... The piss drunks, that era of like, I just drink and do drugs and, and like kill myself every day basically is, is over. And people are kind of like, no, I'm doing yoga and seeing a trainer and I have a massage therapist and acupuncturist because it's like, there's a lot of money to be made. I don't like that. I don't yeah. like that. This isn't golf. I, like, I mean, this isn't Tiger good. Woods working, you know, lifting weights to be better at putting or something. I, I, I don't want skating to turn into that. I, I think that it, it still has its edge, but I think that guys like Andrew Reynolds in particular, like he had this part in the latest Baker video that was almost like moving. He could still, the fact that he could still skate, I mean, he must be 40 or something. Yeah, he's 40. The way he can, it, it's it's really incredible. And and um, I think that he's also like turning into a good influence for people in, the, um, in skateboarding, which I think skateboarding is... <laughs> short on that on good role models in some ways mm-hmm. um yeah. and, and so at least as far as like substance abuse is concerned so, <laughs> yeah, so Jay- yeah jason i'm not talking about narc shit i'm just saying like if you're gonna be an athlete you gotta treat your body like one what, what no matter what the instrument is that and i'm using. saying it's cooler if you succeed without doing that and that's what I was see. cool about skating well okay, yeah well, i mean yeah and that works for your 20s but if you want to keep yeah. boards when you're 40 or, or shoes and but the, the other most interesting thing about skateboarding to me is that a lot of these degenerates are able to get rich by starting their own companies, like you're talking about, Willie. Like I think that yeah. I think that that part of the business is kind of breezed over, but it's like wildly impressive and kind of like a really interesting thing that I don't see happening in a lot of other industries. Yeah, I mean, just podcasting. My, my <laughs> just podcasting, of course. Yeah, we own this outright. Just to be clear, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to buy a T-shirt? <laughs> my, my, yeah. uh, my friend Hanson wrote in, uh, a great piece about this dynamic for the baffler. Uh, oh, really? Oh, that'd be great. Ago. Please send yeah, that to me. I'd love to read it. read it. And um, I, I, well, I won't remember all the details, but one thing he was pointing out is that, like, and one thing that I, I agree is, like, a huge tension with skateboarding is that because it's because it's resisted to such an extreme degree, organization, like, formalized rules, all this other stuff, I mean, that's sort of, that might go away with the Olympics I, to some degree, but you'll always yeah. have, like, what skateboarding really is, mm-hmm. which is, like, a, a constellation of businesses to sell stuff to people, right, with the brand yeah. content mm-hmm. alongside of it. And so, which is fine. I mean, that whatever, that's fine. That keeps the industry going. But it is, there is a tension there. And I think, I mean, one thing Hanson was pointing out is that, like, the biggest aspiration of a pro skater is to become a boss, basically, to, like, to run your own company. So Tyshawn, for example, he has Hardy's Hardware, along with um, Nakal Smith. And, um, you know, that's just like like Diamond, I'm sure you guys are aware of. Um, Jason rocks Diamond pretty heavy. So, yes, he's very aware of it. <laughs> well, I have, um, I have the shoes, but I would never wear them. They're worth a fucking lot of money, you idiot. <laughs> but, you know, Diamond was, Diamond was a hardware brand, like literally, supposedly full. But it just became like... Street huge, and, huge. Yeah, it, be, it became huge. my life for that summer but yeah it did start out <laughs> as just a bunch of screws in a, in a plastic bag yeah. <laughs> and so and so uh you know tyler kai sean has one of those that he started um which isn't to say he doesn't want to sell hardware too but i'm just saying that there's that that's that's the like that is that is one of the one of the ways you can have a graceful exit from skateboarding mm-hmm. uh, well i think i think the the fucking awesome i mean i from what I understand, Jason Dill does fucking numbers with that stuff and does very, yeah. very well. And yeah, I mean, you, did you read uh, Noah Johnson's profile on GQ probably? Uh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was really good. He, I mean, he has a place in Santa Barbara now or some shit, some weird place like that. But he sounded like he had multiple apartments, I think, in California. Right? Good yeah, I mean, last time I saw him, he was like blasting cigs outside the standard in Hollywood looking confused. And all mm-hmm. I could think to myself was, this guy will be has more money than I'll ever have. So you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that is cool, and that puts in. I like that. I like when freaks can succeed. Speaking of Bush era uh, culture being weird, do you remember when Dill was on the Osborne show? Yes, <laughs> when he had so the hair. Weird. He had yeah. the hair. Was he smashing Kelly? He might have no, been. No, no, I think he was. Bro, Jack. I know Kelly's on Raya and matches with everyone, right? Isn't that Bro, you, the reason you hang out with Jack is to smash Kelly. Let's be real. Like, that's what, you know. Who's trying to smash I just, Kelly? I, I, could see, I could see that era, a lot of people. Dude, she, they were so famous. The Osbournes were so wasn't big. She a, wasn't she a teenager? I don't know. If, I remember it was Jack. Anyway. I think she's right. older. Than, I think she's actually the older of she's the two. Okay. I yeah. think so, yes. But I do. I he was on. That. Was he on a full arc of like the show, like as a character? I, I think it's like him and Anthony Van Engelen appeared on one episode, and I was watching. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Like that. It, it was. It was very surprising to me. But, um, Skating, yeah. baby. I yeah. mean, also the Osbournes were so sick. What a great show. Yeah, yeah. Truly, a simpler time. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Uh, well, you know. I know Jason voted for Bush, but that's we'll save that for another <laughs> podcast. Um, Both of them. Vince, <laughs> you're 60 years old now. Willie, uh, yeah. thank you for joining us. 
Um, Thank you guys for having me. It was such a treat. No one ever lets me on podcasts. Well, you know, I didn't want to mention this, but, you know, you did cancel on us, and then somehow you you are the 50th episode, really. Wow, so a milestone. So I so cancel and got me there. That's fantastic. Yes, instead of having a high-profile guest, we went with somebody we know would be good. (laughs) And I think that shows, you know, that shows... This is for the, the 50th episode of How Long Gone is for the real heads. The same, we ain't Kyle chasing. We ain't Kyle chasing on this side. Okay, it's for the real heads. I really, I really appreciate that. And uh, know, maybe, maybe if we get that show off the ground, I will be like, you know, like that's you know, well, you know, again, Jason and I have points on it now, so we care. Um, so you know, it, it's not. We're yeah. going to do our best too. Uh, we're locked in. Tell people uh, where they can find you on on the internet. I'd rather not. Uh, let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, Okay, fair enough. Thank you. Thank Thank you, you Kate. Have a good one. Later. Later.